This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Another beautiful day in Adelaide. The weather is absolutely perfect. And we are down here at Toolkit Depot, the grand opening of Toolkit Depot at Seaford Meadows. My name's Paul Bonzer, filling in for Tommy Lyon. And alongside me, the Ken Farmer medalist, Eagle Premiership player, Geelong Sydney player, Dan Menzel. Welcome, Menz. Bonds, it is great to be here. And you're right, 24 degrees. What a beautiful day down here at Seaford Rise. And uh, Toolkit Depot, get on down here. There is, we are out front. There is so much that they have in store. It'd take us probably the eight hours that they're at least open for today <laughs> to get through the whole shop. There is plenty it's happening. It's a massive place, isn't yep. it? It really massive is a massive place. place. So definitely come down and have a look. And, uh, yeah, so Toolkit Depot, 13 to 15 Seaford Road, Seaford Meadows. So as you come off South Road, it's right there. You can't miss it. And we're out the front. Come down and say hello. We've got a big show. Uh, we got Rory Laird. He'll be here. We're live. talking to him live. Yes, yeah, so very so interesting. So Crows fans? Yeah, we'll come down and see him. Make sure you come down and see him. We're going to ask him some uh, hard-hitting questions as well, but there's a handball target and a few other things that he might join in with as well, which would be great to see. And very exciting for uh, me, Dan, is there is a donut fan just rocked up, so I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, get down for that too, I'll tell you that now. <laughs> Maria Maloney from the Port Adelaide AFLW team, she'll be with us as well. And Gemma Barsby, we're going to chat to Gemma really shortly. In fact, we might go to her now. She's got a trial game on today, so she's going to join us straight off the top here. And uh, Gemma, you're an absolute superstar. Welcome to uh, Saturdays in SA. Hello. So we'll, uh, oh, there she is. Hello, Gemma. Hello. How are you going? <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, how Paul are you? Bonser and De- Good. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel with you. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. That's good. Now, I want to ask you firstly about pre-season. Um, I've seen a bit of some social media. You've been doing a lot of running and a lot of work. How is the How are the Scorpions shaping up for the new season? Yeah, the girls came back really fit from the the off season, which was really pleasing to see. So there's been um yeah a lot of a lot of PBs and a lot of hard work this pre-season, and yeah, hopefully that can the pay off for the for the season, which is starting next Friday. So, Gemma, I want to ask, every sport is different in terms of their time trials, in terms of their metrics in pre-season. What's the test that you girls do? Is it a 2K time trial? Is it something completely different that everyone dreads when they come back? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a few tests that everyone dreads, but um, definitely the, the 2K is up there. We we had to do it last Friday with, um, when it was that horrible day in Adelaide and down at Park 25 or like Karen Rolton there, it was raining, it was uh, blowing a gale, but um, yeah, the girls got stuck in and got it done. And surprisingly, there was even um, a few PBs. So it just uh, it just shows where where the girls are at. That even when I guess things are not going so great, they're able to push through and and get the job done. Yeah, well, okay, so that's that's great to hear for all the SA Scorpions fans out there. So trial game today, we believe. Yeah, yeah, got a just a, like a forty over in a squad game today. So last little hit out before next week, which will be good and. Yeah, thankfully the the weather's put it on for us. So do you do you let it all go today? Is it is it one of those ones that yep you want to absolutely everyone wants to have a bar or a bowl whatever they do, and be cherry ripe, or is there a few that go no I'm I'm a little bit more experienced than that I'll just hold back a little bit until the real stuff. <laughs> no, I think it's just I think this is just the perfect opportunity just to go out there and and try things that you've been working on throughout the preseason just that one last time just to see how you go with uh, within a game situation. Obviously it's. It's a lot easier in the nets to, to take that risk. So to now be able to go out there in a game and, and um, see how, I guess, how you feel and um, if it's something that you can potentially take into next weekend or, or something new to 
to hopefully show the opposition. Gemma, who's been the standout in pre-season? Who's impressed you the most? Oh, that's a good question, actually. Um, probably probably our young ones that have come in, or, like, yeah, the two new ones that have come in, Eleanor LaRosa and Courtney Neal, have come in uh, chomping out the bit, which is nice for us oldies that are in the, in a few years deep now. So I guess that, that fresh air of them coming in and the excitement. And, um, yeah, Courtney Neal, who's been in a few uh, different organisations now to, to kind of come in and prove a point. And she's been knocking down the door and... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to, to see what our team is round one. Uh, Gemma just called herself an oldie. Man. She's 27. <laughs> She's not old at all. Uh, Nicole Bolton has joined the coaching staff. Uh, you would have played a lot against Nicole. What sort of influences she had early on? Yeah, she's been amazing. Just her energy um, in and around the group. And even when she's uh, throwing throwdowns and stuff, she's, uh, she's throwing herself around, diving and taking the court and bowls or... Um, not letting us get the easy singles in the net. So, yeah, just her energy and her experience in the women's game, obviously, um, only retiring last year. So just the wealth of knowledge from, from her has been amazing. And, yeah, I'm excited. She's kind of been thrusted in the deep end this year where, obviously, Luke had the um, had those amazing opportunities to, to coach Australia over in England and then um, was there for the 100 as well. So she's kind of been thrusted in the deep end but been thriving with it. So you've got the upcoming game. The starting game is at Karen Rolton Oval this Friday versus ACT. The preparation for that and then the preparation for the de- defending champion strikers as well. How does that balance go with the two formats? Yeah, it's, it's quite unique, to be honest. Obviously, you do you have such a long pre-season, and, and that's with the Scorpions, which is the, the 50-over comp. And then you only really get about a week, um, week or a week and a bit to come together as the strikers and and kind of form that connection and understanding of, of how we want to play in for the strikers. So it's quite a quick turnaround between uh, schools and strikers, but we're lucky enough with the strikers that we've got a good core group that have been um, in and around now. So we kind of know what to expect. It's just now welcoming welcoming the couple of the new players and, and the internationals in and around and, um, yeah, get the girls uh, back in the group. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about, uh, I don't want to touch on it too much, but last year made the Scorpions made the final down in Tassie and there was a, a basically a bit of a brain explosion by the team and you couldn't quite get the job done there. Has there been much reflection on last year's final game of the season? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, it was, obviously, it wasn't ideal. We probably played about 80% good cricket and obviously... Yeah, that when it mattered, we unfortunately we couldn't get across the line. But we came we came together a couple of weeks later, just um, sat in the change room and kind of just got everything out that people were thinking, just to kind of just acknowledge what happened. Because yeah, obviously we were the talk of the town there for a bit of um, how could we have possibly lost that. So I guess it was just talking about that being open and then um, yeah, just kind of having the reflections and kind of reminding ourselves of what what we also did well in that game. And I guess it's cricket; you can't. Um, <laughs> a cricket and sport where um, something just doesn't go your way. But I think we've definitely learned from that situation and it's probably made us even more hungrier this year to, to go one better. No doubt that motivation will be something that we'll see throughout the season. Gemma, have you set yourself any personal goals for this year that maybe is slightly different or new to what it's been in the past? Um, yeah, I think so. Obviously, um, I thought I had a pretty good season last year, so it's now been able to... Um, 
to back up again this year with obviously we've got a very good side and um, I want to be able to, to lead that and hopefully, um, yeah, like I said, go one better. But I think, yeah, just being that consistent player with bat and ball, obviously I've probably been a bit more of a, a bowling all-rounder. So if I can continue to develop my batting and um, and win those crucial games, that'd be uh, very handy. And then obviously be able to lead the side in, in crunch situations. And so, Gemma, for those out there listening might not know, but you bowl with both right and left arms. So has that been happening in pre-season and what are we going to see this year? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have um, yeah, I just have to be brave with it, to be honest. And obviously, it just comes down to, to me um, being able to back myself and do it. Luke and the coaching staff here have been really supportive of, of me doing that and I've been bowling, um, bowling it a lot this year, like this off-season and pre-season, so... Um, now it just comes down to me being brave and, and doing it in a game and, um, and kind of targeting and doing the research prior with our analysts of who's, who's weaker against the left arm spin compared to the right arm off spin. So it kind of go, goes down to the matchups, but I just, at the end of the day, I just got to back myself to do it. Yeah, so you did hear that right at home that Gemma just mentioned the left arm and the right arm. Now, a question on this. Does that change ball to ball in the same over? Could you go one delivery or ball on the right arm and then the next delivery or ball on the left arm? Yeah, I can. About of course, it's a um, the batter's game, so I have to tell the I have to tell the umpire that I'm switching arms to to let the batters know. But yeah, which is um, yeah, which is something pretty cool that I'm able to do, and um, hopefully, hopefully, I can whip it out this season and it's effective as well. I love that you called it the batter's game. It is. I hate it too. <laughs> um, Gemma, well, I, I, I thought of you this morning as well because I went down the road here to an establishment and I got a coffee and it was horrible. But you, you are a barista with great skills. Bad start for the um, day. How, <laughs> yeah, I know. How, uh, how are your barista skills going and uh, when can you make me a coffee? <laughs> yeah, I'll happily make you a coffee. If it's gonna, uh, hopefully it's not as bad as the one you had this morning, but... Um, yeah, it's probably getting less and less on the tools now that we're getting uh, more professional. But even though we are getting more professional, I do like to just go and work at um, at Jay's Bakery a couple of once every now and then, just to kind of get away from get away from cricket and and that distraction because obviously it can be quite full on mentally and physically. So it's nice just to go there, make some coffees, and and kind of um, have some fun with the girls. Oh, great. Gemma, thanks for joining us. Um, I'll be there commentating on Friday, so I look forward to seeing you there. Um, and hopefully the Scorpions can get away and have a win against the ACT first up. Thanks, Gemma. No, thanks, guys. Gemma Barsby, the skipper of uh, the SA Scorpions. She is an absolute superstar. And for, for those who don't know and don't play cricket... We've all tried. If you're a right arm bowler, you try bowling left arm. It's ridiculous. You cannot do it. It's, it's impossible. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. That's why I find staggering about this. She bats and she bowls, but she bowls with both arms. Um, it is an incredible skill. It says a lot about her because it is so hard to do it with just one arm. Let alone I both. know. It's, it's amazing. So their first game for the Scorpions is next Friday, 10 a.m., or this coming Friday, I should say, this week. Karen Rolt-Noble versus the ACT. The girls kick off there. Um, all right, we are down here at Toolkit Depot, now open in Seaford. And for City Discount Tyres, SUV tyres are on now. We're back. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. He didn't want it! He didn't want it! 
to Goni. Hodges goes on. 20 metres out. Off the ground. It's a bloody goal. Get the points on the board. How long now? 11-10. It's got to be ours. They can't get it down there. They can't beat it down at seven. You've got to stop him. Got to stop You've got him. to stop him. Come on, Mama. He's got. Yeah! 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 Are you kidding me? Yeah! Are you kidding me? Oh my God! Yeah! Oh, good morning, Blues fans. The baggers are up and about, Dan. Oh, what a final! <laughs> I don't want to talk over that audio. It's incredible what happened last night at the MCG. Melbourne taking on Carlton. The Blues are into a preliminary final. It is amazing. And uh, Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel filling in this morning on Sundays in SA. We are down here at the grand opening of Toolkit Depot at Seaford. Come and see us. Come and say hello. 13 to 15 Seaford <laughs> Road, Seaford Meadows. Meadows. And uh, that was Blues Radio. Andy Marr, Mark McClure and the, the Dominator, yep. Wayne Johnson, yep. losing their minds over the last minute in that game. Oh, they would have been that up and about. The Blues kicked four goals in the final term to Melbourne's two goals. Melbourne 9 17 71 losing or defeated by the Blues 11 7 73. It's a bad kicking for the Demons. But if you haven't watched the last two minutes of that game, you've got to tune into the highlights uh, or listen to a highlights package. We played a little bit there, but some amazing points in the game which made the ultimate difference. And Melbourne, they had their opportunities. They kicked 17 behinds. Uh, Clayton Oliver, he had a shot from outside 50 with two minutes to go. And that was touched by Max Gorn. It went to a score review. And Max Gorn was actually the one who touched it. went into the post. Then Cozzy Pickett hit the post to put them up by five points. If one of them went through, you thought they are absolutely home. Uh, but then what happened was Jack finally had the ball. He snapped it on his right foot. He's not his preferred foot. Uh, Weedering marked the ball. Brave to come back in board to Hollands. Hollands went to Doherty. Now, that was a big mark in the game. And then he played on Brave. Saw Akers deep in a two on one. Akers took the mark and put the Blues in front with 56 seconds to go. And they held on from there. What an incredible finish in front of more than 96,000 fans at the MCG. Which, Bonds, how's this? That is the most or the biggest crowd... Uh, for a semi-final since 1971. It's incredible, isn't it? What an atmosphere that would have been last night at the MCG. And Carlton fans dare to dream. They now have a date with the Brisbane Lions Saturday next week in the preliminary final. So uh, it is the Carlton and Collingwood potential grand final is still alive for the uh, Melbourne fans out there that go for both of those sides. It's uh, set up beautifully and we've got another massive game today. What about the roar? And the final siren from the Carlton fans and, and I guess the crying from the Melbourne fans two years in a row. They're out in straight sets when, when really they probably should have won both their finals. It's a good point. Melbourne have lost their last four finals at the MCG, which is back-to-back years. They've gone out in straight sets. It's dismal. It's disappointing for Melbourne fans. But having played at the MCG in front of more than 90,000 people, when there is a close game, I played in a game where Isaac Smith played for Hawthorne and missed a goal after oh, the siren, yeah, and, yeah, and where's Geelong uh, <laughs> won that. So you're welcome, Bonds, as a Hawthorne man. Um, the crowd uh, emotion is unbelievable. It, it does. It gives you as a player, gives you goosebumps. So if you were a Carlton player last night and that happened, uh, you will remember that moment for the rest of your life, regardless of what happens next week, to be honest. It's it's a special moment, and for those Carlton fans, uh, they, they're seasoned has been incredible the turnaround. Well, the only thing Melbourne did wrong 
all night was not win the game. Yep. Really. They for mine they were the better team. The game of Stephen May. Yes. How good, how good was he? Oh, he's, he has been incredible for a long time. And he stands up in finals. And, and you know that that's what you get from Melbourne. And I, I believe that Brisbane will be sitting there right now going, hey, Carlton's going to be hard to beat. But we probably maybe have dodged a bullet there because Stephen May and Jake Lever set up so well behind the ball. We know the firepower of Max Gorn, Petrarca and Oliver in the middle. Carlton are going very well, but I think um, Brisbane will certainly be happy with the matchup they've got next week at home at the Gabba where they haven't lost this season. So you're right, it's a missed opportunity for the Demons and they definitely had the opportunities to win it. When you have 26 scoring shots to 18, you should win the game and Melbourne didn't do that last night. Yeah, you, you kept think, thinking throughout the game, I hope that doesn't, doesn't come back to bite them. I hope that doesn't come yep. back to bite them. And in the end... and. The braveness of Carlton, though, we shouldn't take away from them because they they were brilliant yep. late in the game. Some of their decisions to take on the game, uh, they played some great footy as well. And with Kerno really not playing a part in the game, he was well held by Stephen May all, all night. He was. They were they were excellent. They were. It's, what is good to see is the learning throughout the season from that playing group. They struggled in close games. They didn't yes. get a lot of things right. And we've seen over the last 10 to 12 weeks, they have continually nailed it in close games and, and in moments. And you mentioned that, like for even Weedering to take that intercept mark and then bring it back in board and to play on Doherty to take a strong grab and go and see the 2v1. He could have had a shot. It could have ended up differently. Um, Sam Walsh is back as well. Two goals, 34 touches last night. They've been, he's been, had a few injuries this year that just hasn't allowed him to get back to when he was close to winning the Brownlow a couple of seasons mm. ago. So that's massive for that footy club because we know that Paddy Cripps has been really good inside for him. He had another 27 touches last night. But Walsh back at their best gives him an opportunity next week against the Lions. The addition of Elijah Hollands late in the game, I thought his extra leg speed was important to get Carlton over the line too. Yeah, and that, that's something without Walsh in the team they have been lacking. And so to have Hollands, to have Walsh, Doherty's gone through there at times as well. And, and Saab was good again last night, 24 disposals. So it is something that um, they've really brought to their game. And Carlton fans, uh, we know they get up on about bonds. They haven't had this success for a long time. So uh, I think there'll be a lot of travelling Blues fans up to Brisbane up to the Gabba next weekend. I think there will be too. Blues fans, get on the text line. Tell us how you feel. 0427 154 166. Have you recovered yet? Uh, did you pass out on the final siren? Have you gone to sleep? At exhaustion? Yeah. Did you get any sleep? <laughs> um, or you can even give us a call. 1300 736 736. But the text line's the way to go. We're, we're down here at... Toolkit Depot at Seaford, the brand new store. There's people, a few people around. There's a donut van uh, that's going to be open soon. Uh, Rory Laird from the Adelaide Crows will be joining us, joining us as well. So Blues fans, 0427-154-166. Or just get on the SEN app and uh, SENSA and scroll down and the text button is right there for you. Um, you mentioned a little bit about Brisbane who they would prefer to play. Yeah, I, I guess when you're in that position, you don't really care. You're in a prelim final. You just you go in confident. You're playing at home. Yeah, but the Melbourne defence versus the Carlton defence with the with the Brisbane forward line yep. makes a difference. I think what I'll say to that Bonds is, as a coaching group and a club, you don't care, but as a player, yep. you do. Yeah, and you do look at little things and you look at matchups and you know who you're going to get and who you're going to match up against. And I think that they will just be stacking up better against the Blues than potentially against the Demons. And 
think they'll be happy with that. But again, the way Carlton is playing, you don't want to run into them. So it's going to be an interesting prelim final next week. But um, it is set up beautifully. And uh, hopefully today's final, the power taken on the Giants, can live up to last night's absolute class. And what a what an atmosphere that was. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later as well. But uh, men's, we've got a Twitter poll today as well. And uh, the Twitter poll on 1629 SENSA. This is what I'm posing, okay? Who is closer to an AFL premiership, Port Adelaide or the Adelaide Crows? I like that. So who's going to win one first? So Crows fans, are you up and about? Do you think that you've got a better team, a better list? Are you closer to a premiership? Or Port Adelaide, who still could win the premiership this year, year, are they closer? It's a a very interesting one. I think you, you have some trepidation from even Port Adelaide fans let alone just this year but going forward on what will happen so that is a great question I don't think there's an obvious answer there but definitely let us know if you believe that uh, Port or Crows are closer to that premiership on the Twitter poll at 1629 I think it's a really interesting look because Port Adelaide again it looks like they've got Radigalia coming in Zerk Thatcher coming in um uh, well, they're going to they're going to be effectively all in because correct. they're giving up a lot of draft picks and potential future draft picks to get these guys. So it means that it's now it's over the next few years that they are looking to contend and to win. So the Crows they're not far away either. They and we'll we'll speak with Rory Lair later in the show about it. But um, both sides in a pretty nice position, I reckon, and primed to make a charge over the coming seasons. Yes. Uh, so that's on our Twitter poll at sixteen twenty nine SENSA. Let us know who's closer to an AFL premiership. Is it the Adelaide Crows or is it Port Adelaide? We are here for City Discount Tyres, SUV tyres uh, deals now on and we are powered by Lumo Energy SA, energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA. Time for the news. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wildpeak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Saturday sun is correct. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel filling in for the boys this week. And we are down here at Toolkit Depot at Seaford, the brand new store it uh, is magnificent. Lots of people around too, men's. Yeah, there is. And uh, also Rory Laird just rocked up. If any Crows fans are out there and interested in coming on down, there is so much in store at Toolkit Depot, but absolutely get down. There's a handle target down here. There's some Jenga, some Connect Four for all the kids. So bring the kids down. Yes. Come down for a chat and uh, have a look inside. There is so much going on down here. And we are here for Lumo Energy SA. As energy from an Australian-owned company, that's Lumo SA. Men's, let's have a look now. Let's change our focus from one semi-final to the next semi-final. Massive game for the Port Adelaide Footy Club tonight. They take on the Orange Tsunami in the GWS Giants. It's a huge game, and I feel like in Adelaide there is, I mentioned trepidation from Port Adelaide fans. They're worried about going out in straight sets, as Melbourne did last night, but if they can get this one done, you never know what's going to happen at the MCG against the Magpies, against Collingwood Friday night that will be. So it'll be a six-day break for whichever team wins. But there is some massive matchups I'm looking forward to getting into and, and talking about why each team might potentially win win this game all right well let, let's firstly let's have a little listen to what ken hinckley had to say uh, in his presser firstly about how they can turn things around and win the inside 50 count 
Oh, we just need to make sure that we win the, the, the battle around the midfield as much as we possibly can. <clears throat> Most of the time, that's where you get your, your, your first looks, is from the, the midfield battles. And, you know, if we've been a bit shallow with some of those wins, that's probably our challenge, to get the ball a little bit deeper when we can out of our um, stoppage wins and losses. Which, obviously, the losses, we're trying to keep them shallow. For us, in our wins, we need to get them perhaps a little bit deeper and give us a bit more time. Because the team we're playing, I've got a real need to get going quick and they want to take the game on quick so it makes a real battle but last time we played here at Adelaide Oval only three weeks ago I think we ended up with 24 or 5 front of centres in the first half if we can get that game going we'll put ourselves in a really good spot Yeah so Ken Hinckley there speaking about the midfield battle which obviously is spot on is where it's going to be won but not just for that reason they, Port Adelaide, they want to get the ball in because they don't want to allow GWS to set up behind the ball. But if I have a look at some of the GWS Giants forwards, Jesse Hogan's kicked 44 goals this year. He's been excellent. He's had an underrated season. Toby Green has kicked 61 goals this year. It's been a staggering and brilliant year from Toby Green. I guess because they're in the Sydney market, you probably don't notice him as much. But they are so dangerous and damaging, and I would be worried if I was a Port fan. If, if the inside 50s are even today, I would be concerned with the matchups potentially. Who's going to stop Jesse Hogan? Who's going to stop Toby Green? So for mine, Port Adelaide needs to win that midfield battle and play, as Ken said, like they did three weeks ago. When they beat the Giants, 136 to 85. That was comprehensive. They won the inside 50 count, 65 to 51 that day, and they just put them under the pump. And the other thing that's positive for power fans is Sam Hayes was the ruckman that day. It yes. wasn't Scott Lysett. So they can do it around the ball, and they sh- they will have real confidence that they can get on top of the GWS midfield today like they did just three weeks ago. Who do you think starts on Toby Green? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Oh, is it Lockie Jones? Is it Burton? There's a couple of options there. Uh, Jones has done jobs in the past, and now some of them haven't worked, but some of them had. Um, it's a massive ask it for, is. for Lockie Jones, or for whoever stands him, really. But I don't think there's an obvious matchup, though. Yeah, That's I don't the think concern. Um, and so Ryan Burton's maybe the one that they'll go with and give first crack. Now, Toby, it's amazing. I just I, I love watching Toby Green play because you look at his attributes and you go, there's nothing that stands out. He is not quick. He is not tall. He is not necessarily strong, but... He just plays the game. He reads the game as well as anyone. But the other thing he does, and for all forwards out there, and particularly your mid-sized forwards like Toby Green, he stays on the move at all times. He gets up the ground. It's so hard to play on when you're a forward, when you're moving constantly. And that's why he gets, he gets 20 touches a week and kicks his few goals a week. It is so hard to stop. So that's one they've got to look at. Aaliyah will go to Jesse Hogan, you would feel. Um, Has to, surely. Yeah, it's it's one that um, they need to get this right. Now, Port Adelaide, they conceded 123 points last week. Joe Danaher kicked five goals last week. They need to stop Jesse Hogan today if they are any chance the power, and that's a massive matchup, as is the ruck battle. Kieran Briggs has had a pretty good year for the Giants. They've been wrapped with what he's done, and we know that Scott Lysett is back in, so it's going to be big to see if they can get first use in the middle. Charlie Dixon's back. Finlayson's been omitted, so it's an interesting call there. Let's have a listen to what Ken said just about that and Jeremy Finlayson being dropped. Finlayson, inevitable by his form that he... Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we've we got Charlie back. Jeremy's been given everything he's got all this year and, um, you know, and unfortunately, um, you know, the numbers were probably against him a little bit, but Charlie coming back was also significant. It is significant, but it's also a big ask. He hasn't played in a long time, Charlie Dixon, and he's going to get Sam Taylor go to him, who is probably the best key defender in the competition. So that will be a real challenging matchup for Dixon in the forward line for the power. 
But again, a couple other guys that are underrated, I think, for the Giants is their small forwards in Dan- Brent Daniels and Toby Bedford have had absolutely brilliant years for the Giants. So Port needs to get the ball inside 50, play the game in their half. And if they can do that, I believe they can win today. I know there's a lot of Port fans out there that think that maybe the Giants will be too strong. But I think if they get a fast start from their midfield and, and Horn Francis and Rosie and Butters can get up and about, they are every chance to beat the Giants. Just saw a couple of people, men's, go off topic here a little bit, but this gentleman has a painting of the Adelaide Crows and they've just walked over to get an autograph from Rory Laird. There's, I can see there's a few autographs on that, but look at that hand. It's looked like it's hand-painted. It's impressive. magnificent. It is impressive. And I've just popped down. Rory's whacked his autograph on there and... Uh, that's um, just part of the fun we're having down here at Toolkit Depot this morning. Seaford Meadows. We're 13 to 15 Seaford Road. It's really easy to find. The brand new store, Toolkit Depot. It's massive and uh, lots of people down here having fun. And I'm sh- still the donut... Sh- the donut van's still not open. I no. don't know. He's, he's dragging his feet a little bit. No, nah, we're waiting for everyone else to get down here, I think. And uh, and they'll be ready to go with some barista coffee is what I'm reading there, which is exactly what we're after. Yes. But, Bond, before we go to the break, yes. I want to know, who do you think wins today? Port Adelaide or GWS? Look, I, I think we, we're really quick to write off teams that lose their first final. Yep. Um, I think Port probably bounce back. I think it'll be really close, yep. but I think Port win tonight. Traditionally, you don't see both teams go out in straight sets in the finals. Yep. Uh, Melbourne did that last night. I agree. I think Port needs a fast start, though. I think if the Giants are in front at quarter time or half time, I think the Giants run away with it and win it because they grind teams down, and that's what they are very good at. But I think Port Adelaide will get that fast start, and power fans will be up and about at Adelaide Oval, bring that atmosphere like the Blues fans did last night. And you never know. You get to the MCG against the Pies on Friday night, and you never know. So a massive battle today between the power and the Giants. I'm going with the power by under a kick. Hey, men's, we've got a text in uh, from Cameron. What a night. All I wanted to make the finals. Never thought it would be like this uh, prelim. Go Blues. Uh, so thanks for your text, Cam. And you can be part of the show as well. 0427 And early on in our Twitter poll, uh, who's closer to an AFL premiership? The Adelaide Crows or Port Adelaide? It's 51%, 49%. Um, that and, does not surprise me. And uh, Whose favour? The Crows. Just. Just. <laughs> 51-49. Um, and Ca- Uncanny Ryan says the Crows have the best player. Um, sorry. Crows' best player is 33. 33? Who was 33? Is, no, he's talking about Tex Walker, is he? He's 33 oh, yes. years of age. Yep. Yes, good call. It is a good call. And uh, Dave said, let's answer that tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> so, Smart, Dave. So uh, thanks for your interaction there on the Twitter poll. Uh, 1629 SENSA. Who's closer to a premiership, Port or the Crows? Or you can jump on the text line 0427 We are down here at Toolkit Depot at Seaford. Come and visit us. Say hello. The brand new store, Rory Laird's here, and he's going to be on the show a bit later. And also we're going to speak to Port Adelaide player, AFLW player, Maria Maloney. We're back soon. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. 
Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel filling in this morning for the boys down here at the grand opening of Toolkit Depot at Seaford Meadows, 13 to 15 Seaford Road, Seaford Meadows, just off of South Road. Easy to find. Come down and say hello. Rory Laird is here uh, mucking around with the kids. He's got a footy in his hand, as you would expect, and a texter autographing that footy. Yeah, he does. He's, he's definitely getting around all the kids there, the Hamble target. We, we've got him in about half an hour. About half an hour. On the show. We've got a big show at Sandville prelim tomorrow, so we're going to preview that. Uh, you got your top five as well. What top five is it, mate? Yeah, we're going to go top five most important players in the finals. So in the remaining finals, after finals, I'm going to give you five players that are going to be a massive reason as to whether their team wins the premiership or not. Very interesting. We are here for Lumo Energy. Energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA and City Discount Ties, SUV tyre deals are on now. Now, men's, I've, I've just had a bit of a think during the week, knowing that we're going to be down here this uh, this morning. And Port have used Oppenheimer, the movie Oppenheimer, as great, their theme for the finals. You know, all come together to make one thing work. Yep. And um, uh, so they're going to blow up the final series by uh, using Oppenheimer. But I had to think about what other teams would, what other movies would suit teams. Yes. So I've got a couple of suggestions for you. Okay. And maybe you can get on our text line and give us some suggestions as well. 0427 154 Here's my first one. Yep. West Coast Eagles, Titanic. It's a no-brainer. Yes. It's... Oh, it, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's been a disaster. It has been a disaster. I was interested to see which end of the ladder ship. you were going to take this segment, and you've gone to the bottom end of the table straight away with the Titanic with the West Coast Eagles. Yeah, uh, North Melbourne. I've got a bit of back to the future, because it just seems like they're just going around in circles, oh, North yeah, Melbourne. I, I might even double down on that and go the hangover for North Melbourne. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hangover. Oh, that's not too, uh, not yeah. Maybe not all three. Bad. Maybe uh, all three hangovers. Right, uh, Essendon, ground, yep. Groundhog Day. Yes. It just repeats themselves over again. They miss the finals again. Yeah, Another year of missing the finals. It's the unfortunate reality for an Essendon supporter. And your old mob, Geelong, uh, no country for old men. Yeah, uh, Time not, for some new blood, isn't yep, there? Not as common in a movie maybe for some, but that is a good call, no country for old men. Hey, right, I've got a couple movie. that I've thrown in there for you as okay. well. So Richmond. I've yes. gone with Richmond. I've gone the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> so for a couple of reasons. Yes. I'm going to go for a couple of years ago, but also now. Back when Dusty was touring North and GWS. Yes. The I'm not leaving line. Oh, yes. And Very now nice. Gold Coast with Damien Harwick. Same. I don't think he's going anywhere. So I've got Richmond, Wolf like of Wall Street, Dusty as Leo. And the other one is Collingwood. I've gone Moneyball. So Moneyball right. for Collingwood because if you think back a couple of years ago, the big money players left in Grundy, in Trelaw, in Stevenson, they've brought in the likes of Darcy Cameron, Bobby Hill, Dan McStay because they fill the roles. They statistically do the job. Moneyball, great movie about the Oakland Athletics and that's why I've gone to the Pies for I love Moneyball. that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's good. So what do you think out there? Is there a film that suits an AFL team? We've gone through a couple. Um, yeah. Give us a text. 0427 154 166. Uh, there's a text right here. Uh, my beloved Bombers 
had to be on the road to nowhere. <laughs> we're from Goodwin. It's Isn't a great that a song. Call. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it does sum up an essence of supporter and where they think their club is at at the moment, unfortunately. <laughs> on the road to nowhere. Oh, that's great. Thanks for your text. Oh four two seven one five four one double six. We are down here at the at the opening of. Toolkit Depot Seaford. If you haven't heard me say it, I'm going to say it a lot more. Uh, it's a great... I went and had a look before. Yeah. The place is massive. It is. There is so much in there. It's, um, like I said at the start, off the top of the show, that take you all day. It's open 8 till 5. It'll take you all day to get through the whole store. Absolutely. Um, if you missed uh, earlier in the show, we had Jim Barsby from the Scorpions. Uh, that'll be up on the podcast. You can listen to that. Uh, Rory Laird is here at Toolkit Depot, and we're going to have a chat to him later. Coming up very soon, Maria Maloney from the Port Adelaide Football Club. We're going to get into some sample talk as well. But uh, men's in local basketball team, you, in a local basketball team, you love your coach. And together with the advertiser, we're looking for Australia's basketball super coach. There's a prize pool including cash, merchandise, NBL experiences worth over ten grand for your local club, your coach, and for you. Plus, register to play super coach for your chance to win a bonus two and a half grand. So they're just throwing away money. Head to iCanWin.com.au for more details. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk sample. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. We are down here at Toolkit Depot, Seaford Meadows. Brand new grand opening. Laurie Laurie Laird is here, and we're going to be chatting with him very shortly. Also coming up on the show, Maria Maloney from the Port Adelaide AFLW team. Paul Bonser, Dan Menzel. Uh, down here. Now we're going to talk some sample action, Men's. Yeah, we are. The massive preliminary final is on tom- oh, is on Sunday, which is tomorrow afternoon at 3.15pm. Yes. The commentary will be from 2.30pm on SENSA, yourself and Bryce Gibbs. Yes. Now, these two teams played each other at just a fortnight ago. Correct. The Crows kicked five goals in the last term to come from behind and run over the top of the double blues. So it will be a very interesting game. Seven-point winners on that day. Whoever wins will take on Glenelg next week in the grand final. So a couple of really intriguing things about this matchup. Kieran Strawn is notably back in for the Crows, which is massive. We know how big he is for them in the ruck. They've also got McPherson back and Matt Wright is back. So... Three begins for the Crows. Sturt, welcome back. Will Coomless from suspension. And Guy Page will be back in as well. So some nice additions for both sides. But I think a couple of the interesting points from this game is in calling it with you last week, Bonds, in calling both games, Adelaide was so impressive in the first half against Glenelg. Their midfield spread and run, the likes of Berry, Dowling, Haightley in there, they, if they can get going and with first use from Kieran Strawn, they will be hard to stop. So that's something that the Double Blues will have to look to negate. I guess on the flip side for the Double Blues, they'll want Voss and Frederick the ball in their hands. We know how well they use the ball. But Conor McFadgen, he has uh, put together some really nice footy in the last couple of weeks as a forward for the Double Blues. He's been excellent. So I'm really looking forward to the matchup of potentially James Borlase going to him because he's had to ruck Borlase, but with Strawn back in, it should be a really good matchup in the Double Blues forward line. Crows off half-back. We saw it with Will Hamill last week. Um, he, he was explosive for them, and their run and rebound is something that's going to be a feature of their game. And 
I think the Crows will probably be too good. If Kieran Strong plays, okay. which I think he will, uh, I think that will be they'll be too good in the midfield and they will be hard to stop because we know how good they've been at Adelaide over this year. What are, what are your thoughts on the matchup? I don't know. I just think Sturter on a bit of a mission. Yeah. Marty Matner was really confident during the week. Yep. Uh, I, I just... And I... Getting Coombless into that back line, I thought at times it looked like there was a massive hole in their back line. <laughs> and, yeah. and that is Will Coombless. Yes. Very important to the way they set up and how they run out of the back line. It takes pressure off Casey Voss as well. So I, I, I just think Sturt might get over the top. Yeah, tomorrow. interesting. It's, for those out there that are interested, in, and you, we talk about the Crows in the sample, and there's a lot of varied opinions on whether the Crows and Port should be in the sample and playing against the sample players. We spoke with Mick Godden during the week on the SEN sample show, and he did say the challenge for us is we'll have probably 11 or 12 listed players this yes. weekend, yes. which means that we're going to have nine or 10 players that play effectively local footy. So it's not like there's 17 or 18 or 19 listed players coming up against the Double Blues tomorrow, and it's AFL versus a sample team. There is a very challenging list dynamic that the Crows have to delve through and work through and, and put together and it's why Double Blues are every chance. That's why Glenelg knocked them off last week as well. So it's uh, an interesting intriguing matchup tomorrow. Glenelg are waiting uh, for whoever wins this one in the grand final next Sunday. But um, yeah definitely get down to Adelaide Oval if you can tomorrow afternoon. It's going to be perfect weather for it. The AFL finals will be done for this weekend. So it will be 3.15 tomorrow at Adelaide Oval. Sturt taking on the Adelaide Crows. Rory Laird, king of the kids at the moment, men's. He's uh, lots of kids here this morning, which is great. And then lots of uh, tools heading out the door into people's cars. So uh, they're doing a great job um, down here. It is the grand opening of Toolkit Depot down here at Seaford Meadows. Um, a quick question. Well, we've got 30 seconds before we need to go to the news. Travis Boak, should yes. he play on? Oh, it's a really tricky and difficult one. He's He has been so good for the club and he hung around as well when he could have potentially gone to my old mob in Geelong. So the loyalty is there, but he will be 35 next year, Bond. So that's it's hard to play at the level uh, with where they're heading. So, look, I'm okay with either way, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Don't forget to jump on our Twitter poll. Who is closer to an AFL premiership? Is it the Adelaide Crows or is it Port Adelaide? Uh, the numbers have changed. It's still 50, still close. 51% Port Adelaide, 49% the Adelaide Crows. Line ball. I it like is it. absolutely line ball. So that's at 1629 SENSA on Twitter or X, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, yeah, can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, Gibber and myself will be calling that game. We'll be on air from 2.30 tomorrow, so make sure you tune in. It's now time for the news. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. It's a glorious morning here down at Seaford Meadows Grand Opening Toolkit Depot. Paul Bonser, Dan Menzel with you. Be part of the show. Text in 0427 154 And a few texts coming in. One from Will, a good mate of mine. who uh, We played cricket together in the Peckers seconds. Um, big left armour slogged at 100 miles. So thanks for listening, Will, and <laughs> hope you're enjoying the show. Um AFLW action today. The Adelaide Crows take on Essendon at 
Unley at 2.35. Yeah, they started... other games? Yeah, well, the Crows have started nicely with two wins to start yes. their year. They look f- as formidable as ever, um, which is great to see. And then the other one is Port Adelaide taking on St Kilda tomorrow at 12.35 at RSEA Park. So a very good opportunity for the Power to win their first game this season. And, Dan, we have the pleasure of having one of their players. Maria Maloney is with us from... Port Adelaide Footy Club. Maria, welcome to Saturdays in SA. Thanks, guys. How are you? Uh, very well. It's glorious down here. Beautiful Saturday morning. Um, how did uh, you f- personally find pre-season? Uh, yeah, I think pre-season was really good this year. Um, I think the biggest difference across the whole group was having the chance to have an off-season and a full pre-season sort of thing. So... Um, particularly for a lot of the girls who hadn't had the chance to play AFLW um, prior to last year. Um, it was really good to get everybody out on the track through the off-season and then really get some Ks in, in the um, pre-season as well. So, yeah, it was actually really enjoyable. Yeah, so, Maria, second season for the Power in the AFLW. First two weeks, taking on some pretty good opponents, the Crows and the Lions. Played some really good footy in both those games. Um, what's been the review of the opening two games? Probably played a really good half against the Crows and maybe similarly in the second half against the Lions? Yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, you're exactly right. Like, those two teams have sort of been the benchmark almost for the entire existence of AFLW. Um so it was really good to sort of come up against them. I suppose, you know, you've got to play these really good teams to work out where the group's sort of got to get to. Um, but there were pretty big improvements, like particularly against the Crows, um, you know, in comparison to our game last year against them. So, um, yeah, I think you've just got to, you've just got to take the, the improvements that you can work on from it and then just go from there. But like you said, you need to play these good teams, so you need to know where to get to. Absolutely, and we talked about the atmosphere of the MCG last night with the Blues beating the Demons and how amazing that would have been for the Carlton players. You guys have played at Norwood, Oval and Albert and Oval the first two games. Been in really good crowds there, and the atmosphere would have been pretty incredible to play in front of as well. Yeah, I think, um, you know, particularly Alberton, um, it definitely feels like, you know, it's that Port Adelaide home, I suppose. So the, um, the supporters and everybody who gets down there they do make it pretty incredible to, to play there, especially, you know, for the run out and the Nervous Harris apart where um, we're so lucky to have, you know, such a strong supporter base that, um, that try and get down there every weekend. So, Is there a special feeling when you walk into that club? Because it has such a long history and uh, the club's obviously made all of you girls aware of how proud that club is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um yeah, I think last year in particular when the whole program was introduced, um, we got a really good rundown of um, the history there and how important and how fortunate we are, I guess, to be able to play there. Um, so, yeah, it's quite a big thing. And then I think, like, the whole club just got excited as well. It was like starting a whole sort of new chapter with the W program um, commencing there. So we're just sort of... I guess adding adding to that a little bit, but um, yeah, like some of the past players have come and spoken to us before and that kind of thing. So it is really important, and we, you know, we don't take it lightly. I suppose you'd say. So, Marie, taking on the Saints tomorrow at RSEA Park. What's the key to beating St Kilda, who also have had a couple of losses to start the season? So potential real opportunity there for the girls away from home. 
Yeah, I think being away from home will be um, really good for the group, um, get on the road. Uh, we were fortunate enough to play them in a, um, in a pre-season game. Um, so we do, we have had a little bit of exposure to them, um, but their ch- team has changed up a fair bit. So I think like they've got some really strong players, um, you know, Jamie Lambert and Jesse Wardlaw and Bianca Jacobson. So um, I think like those, those matchups are going to be really key, but I think just across the board, as long as we've um, got the work rate there and sort of applying how we want to play and that sort of attacking style of football, um, hopefully we'll be able to get the job done, I think. Maria, we wish you all the best uh, for the rest of the season and especially for tomorrow with uh, taking on St Kilda over there in Victoria. Thanks for joining us, Maria. Cheers. Thanks very much, guys. Have a good one. And, men, you can hear that game live on SENSA tomorrow from 12.35, just before the sample prelim. Um, yeah, Port Adelaide heading over to take on St Kilda. Yeah, and a really good opportunity for their first win for the season. Like we mentioned and she mentioned as well, they've taken on the two benchmark teams uh, and Melbourne probably has a claim for that as well in the competition. So they've pushed them both for a half. Now it's time to play four quarters, which they can certainly do against the Saints and hopefully get off to a nice win. We're down here for City Discount Tyres, SUV Tyres out now. And we're powered, powered by Lumo Energy SA, energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA. We're very excited. After the break, we're going to talk to Rory Laird from the Adelaide Crows. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Beautiful day this morning. Bonds and men's filling in for the boys. And we are down here at Toolkit Depot at Seaford. The brand new stores just opened. Come down and check it out. And you can even maybe say hello to this bloke that we're about to talk to. Uh, Rory Laird from the Adelaide Crows. Welcome. Hey, boys. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Hey, uh, great great to be down here at this new store. Um, I just want to ask you firstly, as you've probably had a couple of weeks to reflect on the season. Yep. What about your personal views on the Crows season overall? Yeah, look, mate, it's obviously... Um frustrating there's probably two ways you can look at it and uh, I dare say a lot of our fans over the past couple of weeks have expressed their feelings and so did we but um, overall I think if you look at it in the scheme of things it's been pretty positive really some of our performances throughout the year I think the improvement is is clearly shown in in terms of how we performed against some of these top teams and um, you know obviously it came down to a sort of a few decisions and a few games but you know if we won some of those close ones we wouldn't need to worry about that so that's what sort of we said at the end of the year and yeah. uh, make sure that doesn't happen again next year. I feel like some of that frustration from the Crows fans is, is a good thing because it shows that the expectation now is high it's not just oh maybe we could make finals they know that they can compete and so question for you Rory is you guys were the number one offense this year yeah. it must it must be a great way to play as a yep. player in that and obviously it is to watch as well yeah so I think that's really our strong suit and um, you know you see the talent we've got and sort of the way we sort of move the ball and the way we play is a lot of flair and we take the game on um, uh, a room for improvement for us obviously our defense I think we ended up about ninth or tenth in terms of scores against and um, you know our contest work around the stoppages and, and our actual contested possession differential was really really strong as well so um, it is a brand that can hold up in finals, but I think our defence is definitely the area we need to improve on. But the other side of the ball is fantastic, and it is nice playing those teams, and uh, we kick a lot of goals. You you lose Dude, and then you lose Nick Murray. That's yep. obviously part of the reason why the defence struggled a bit. Uh, is that, I guess, a focus from the club? Do they need to bring anyone else in to cover those roles? Oh, it was just a, 
pretty poor timing for us, really, yeah. in terms of the same position. And obviously, um, you know, Dan, you would have seen it. There's a lot of, you know, tools, and when they get decimated, it can go down pretty quick. So, um, you know, we actually saw these guys come in, and our depth was really good. You know, Jimmy Borlase played great when he came in. Mark yeah. Keane showed great flashes, played on some really key players. You know, Charlie Dixon, the showdown, played really well. So, um, yeah, it is something that obviously a lot of teams like to have is some depth, you know, at ruck and key positions. So um, they are hard to find, though, and they need to be, you know, ready to go and, you know, certain age and usually come at a pretty high price as well. So we'll have a look, but it's a pretty niche market. And so down the other end of the ground, he must have just reveled and been amazed at Texas season. Yeah. Like for, he's 33 now. He's getting old. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting real old. And he came that close to winning the Coleman medal. Yeah. It's um, an incredible year. Oh, it's unbelievable. He just, I don't know how he's gotten better the last two or three years. Like he's playing, you know, he could have arguably been all Australian, you yeah. know, two or three times. But um, yeah, I think he's just sort of, his family and his holistic approach to the way he sees footy and he seems a lot more relaxed about it. Um, obviously, he doesn't have the captaincy anymore. I think he's just able to play footy and enjoy it and I think that's why he's playing so well and you know how you play in the AFL when there's no stress and you sort of go out there and enjoy it and, and have some fun and um, yeah, if you reckon if he kicked straight in that last game, which I was telling him, he had bloody 21 shots of goal and he couldn't <laughs> kick it off his left foot and right foot that were going everywhere. I said, oh, he might have won it but um, yeah, mate, all Australian for him and, and you know, nearly Coleman so it's great. And so speaking of the captaincy, your captain Jordan Dawson, yeah. uh, I played a year with him at Sydney and yep. I guess his development has been rather incredible. He, yep. At Sydney, they knew he, they had something but mm. he certainly had got to that level and I guess his temperament and just his he's very um, well balanced across the yeah. board is potentially why he's the captain of the footy club yeah I think he's got a really good balance of that temperament and how he sees the game very calm but he's probably the most competitive bloke I know like he just hate and you'd know as well he just hates yeah. to lose um, you know we do things at training he just hates it and he's just so passionate about the club and, and the way he sees the club going and um, I reckon everyone sort of knew he was a good player but I didn't realise that you know he's an All-Australian you know top 20 player in the league and he's a superstar and I got to play with him through the midfield this year and the way he sort of plays the game and breaks out a stoppage and he's a bit of a mix, Mr. Fix-It for us too. He goes forward, back and mid, so an amazing season. Is he quite vocal on, on the field? Like, is he a captain that sort of just leads by example or is he, he quite vocal with, with No, the he's, he's probably a good mix. Um, he needs to be, you know, vocal, obviously, as, as he is the captain. He does that pretty well, I think. I think he's pretty stern in what he sees and what he needs. And um, in saying that, at the same time, you sort of just see what he does and, you know, he's actually you know, really strong inside the contest and does things that sort of lift the team. And um, I think he's got a really good balance, as men said. Just want to touch on Tex, uh, just go back to Tex for a second. Yep. Is he enjoying the role of being a mentor for Darcy Fogarty, Riley Thilthorpe? Do you see that sort of coming more in him just grabbing these guys and, and teaching them the craft? Yeah, I think he sees the game really well. And obviously the way he plays, if you actually ever get to see Tex sort of this behind the goals vision, the way he's actually his leading patterns and his timing and, and how he uses his body. And, um, you know, he's got a good mixture of how he plays the game. And I think he's actually sort of feeding that in and uh, to these young guys. You sort of see how Fogg's been playing the last sort of 12 months, his development. And um, even though he isn't the captain in the leadership group anymore, he just naturally does it. Obviously, 
he was the captain for three or four years and he just takes that role on and um, yeah, showing dividends with, with how they played this year. So personally, Rory, you played a lot of your footy at halfback and yep. now obviously in the midfield. I guess the comparisons between the two, what do you prefer? Uh, what's yep. easier to do? <laughs> well, the game's changed a bit. I used to yep. play halfback when there was no 6-6-6, so I said, oh, I'll give it to Luke Brown yeah. and these boys. <laughs> oh, they can take my man. I'm pretty much, me and Brody Smith, I think we played against you a few times. I actually didn't like playing against Geelong at all because they made me play on someone. So well, I, It's just on that. We used to match him up because we, yep. knew, we knew he'd get some cheaper kicks at times and he'd be damaging if he got them. So we said, all right, don't allow him to get these fantasy points and rack up these statistics. <laughs> and I do remember on the ground and looking at a couple of us and being like, leave me alone. Like, I'm, spare. Yeah, I'm not exactly, going to do anything. Exactly right, mate. Yeah, so Brody and I used to not play Geelong and, and Jack Rowley um, is with us now and he used yes. to tell us. Like, yes. I, I remember Tommy uh, Hawkins used to run over and just sort of put an arm across. I went, what are you doing out here? Like, I was on the boundary trying to get a you know, switch kick or whatever, but... No, I love my time in the midfield. I think that's worked really well. You know, Dawson I in there, and then we've got some young fellas like Lou Peddlers come through, Josh Rochelle, yeah. uh, Jake Saligo, and then you see um, some older boys like Sloney and Matty, well, Matty Crouch come back in and played some great footy, so we've got a good mix. Just want to ask you about Matt as well. There's a lot of noise around yeah. Matt Crouch throughout the year, and especially the second half of the year. Yep. Uh, how exciting is it for, I guess, the, the playing group to have him sign for another two years? Oh, it's fantastic. I, I, I think... Um, the way he his temperament and the way he took his footy this year and um, was very calm, dominated the SANFL, showed he was an AFL caliber player, comes in and, and pretty much dominates the, uh, the AFL, I should say, for the last five or six weeks. And um, it's a credit to him. You know, he's always ready to go. And I think he sort of just, um, you know, proved that he's, he's still an elite AFL player, especially around clearance. And um, it was a really good mix we had in there. We had, you know, even though I was sort of an inside player, I got a lot more outside ball because you just let Matt get in there. He's so strong around the contest and his hands are elite. So, um, and in terms of a bloke, you know what I mean? The uh, the playing group loves him. Um, I think everyone was sort of pretty chuffed when he signed on. And um, I think we have a pretty good winning formula in there next year to start off with. That's uh, great. It's exciting times for Crows fans. I talked about it throughout this season that the expectations maybe are there now, but there's only six of you guys that have actually played at the start of the season over 100 games. Yep. So in terms of list profiles and when teams actually win it, you may be a year or two off, which is so exciting for the next couple of seasons. Yep. Um, the sample team's in the preliminary final tomorrow. Yep. A couple of guys that you think can really maybe make that next step over the next few years that we'll see running around. Yeah, so I think we've sort of seen the flashes of Sam Berry through the midfield. He, he obviously um, you know, was struggling a little bit earlier in the year, but he's... he's uh, had a few injuries and a few niggles, and he's, he's played some really good, um, strong back half of the year at SNFL footy. It was a late last week. He, yeah, it was, he dominated last yep. week. And you see these sort of big contested games, that's where he sort of thrives. He's a massive kid for 19 or 20, whatever. Yep. He's just stronger than me. So, um, And then Lockie Golan's probably the other one that showed flashes last week and, and came in the team late in the year. And he actually pinched it in the ruck last game with us and, and sort of gave that li- little bit more of a different dynamic in there. Sort of what um, Finlayson does for yes. Port a little bit. That yes. sort of extra mid really good at ground level, um, plays that third tall sort of roll up forward. So, um, yeah, I think we've got a pretty good depth through the SANFL, and that's why they've had such a strong year. So you've obviously enjoyed some time off since the season's yep. finished, a couple of quiet beverages as well. <laughs> if the boys win tomorrow, will you yeah. guys be getting down next Sunday against Glenelg and uh, getting around them and celebrating with them if they can get the job done? Yeah, of course. We, we, had, a, we had a suite last week up in the uh, the first level stand, so we are all watching last week, and uh, unfortunately the result didn't go our way. And had a really strong first half but dropped off but um, yeah most of the boys will be there tomorrow 
tomorrow. I think a fair few of them are still sticking around for a couple of weeks. So um, I dare say if they win, there'll be a, a few more quiet beverages, I say, after a really <laughs> strong year. We are down here at Toolkit Depot at Seaford Meadows. We're talking with Crow Star Rory Laird. Uh, Rory, uh, just yourself, uh, you, are you planning on a little holiday soon in the next few weeks? Where, and where are you going? Yeah, so we've got the Brownlow next week. So I go to Melbourne for four or five days with that. Um, my partner, Elle, was trying to work out this dress and it might be the end of me as well. There's <laughs> stuff going on everywhere. I'm trying to stay out of it. Uh, there's a massive pain in the side. Um, and then to New Zealand, I think, just down nice. to Queenstown for about 10 days and then up to Brizzy for a couple of nights. So uh, hot and cold, so it should be good. It will be good. So just on the Brownlow yep. and the Premiership, who do you think potentially might win the two? Uh, well, the I think the Premiership's the hardest question. There yeah. is so many, like, it's just been such an even year. I think Brisbane at the Gabba is a really strong sort of position for them. Um, you see in the last couple of years, this is their best opportunity to actually get into a granny and, and really go out there and win it. So I, I think it's going to be a Brisbane Collingwood grand final, and I think maybe the Pies, but it's going to be a really close game. And then the Brownlow, I reckon the Bont, Yep. Like in the Bont, he had a super strong year. They won enough games, and he just he had some games where he just dominated. He's a freak, so I think he might get it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good call. I think that's every chance of the Bont finally gets that Brownlow that yep. he missed out on a couple of years ago. I think so, um, I've been waiting to get into this our whole chat, Bonds. Um, love all sports. As Rory, you're an yep. NFL man. You're an there Atlanta Falcons man. I'm an Atlanta Falcons that's man. That's not a common team to no, support. No, they're sort of a bit, a bit niche, aren't they? Charlie yeah. Cameron and I went for them, and... Um, they were really good for about two years. Then we obviously had that really bad Super Bowl yes. loss, and it's been a bit of a rebuild since then. So was that on the back of Michael Vick? Because he was a freak. Well, he was. He was a. I can't even remember where I started. I didn't really get into it for a while. I sort of picked him up in school, and then just dropped off a lot. The NBA more. Now I'm a big NFL man, and um, Charles jumped on, and and here we are. So we're actually in a done a sort of bit of an Adelaide rebuild the last couple of years. We've been <laughs> yes. A bit of a non-factor, yes, but we're coming good. Bijan Robinson this yeah, year. Yeah, no, so this looks really good. One and oh, it's a yeah. nice start for the Falcons. So yeah, um, yeah now be interesting to watch the next few years. Have you got over the uh, Tom Brady Super Bowl yet? Uh, look, I was actually, I've never really supported anything else other than AFL and, and yep. really got emotional about anything in sport. But that one, we were, <laughs> Charles one. and I were very, we were sort oh. of, it was unbelievable. Like we were, we were pretty much celebrating as everyone would have been. And, yep. um, yeah, well, I was actually pretty sad with that, but oh. Bonds <laughs> yeah. over here is well, a Patriots man. Too. Yeah, I was going to oh, keep that quiet. Okay. But He's one of those, one of those <laughs> Patriots. Get off, get off the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we are here at Toolkit Depot. I want to ask you about, are you a bit of a handyman? Or oh, like, God. has anything caught your eye oh, inside goodness. there? I, I, I hope none of the boys hear this, but uh, no, you don't, you don't see me with a tall weather. <laughs> I, I've got a gardener. Um, the old man comes around and does a fair bit. Um, we actually... Actually, my old man's not great either. We we blew up our lawnmower recently, so <laughs> that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. I might really come down here and buy a few new things. So uh, no, don't ask me about anything handy, mate. I'm I'm not that good. A, a serious question um, yep. before we appreciate you giving up your time this morning as well. Of course. Uh, the growth in Matthew Nix over the year. Yep. How how have you seen him from the start of the year, or maybe even late last year, yep. to where he finished this year? Look, I think it's been a um, sort of a different year for us and, and for him as a coach. I think um, obviously there's been some frustration the last couple of years and he's just been so adamant in the belief in what he sees in us as a team and the talent we've got there and, and implementing the game style. And I think this year is probably the first year that we consistently performed on that. And you sort of see with the results we get, we were um, a few years last year, we, we beat Melbourne like that one point game and they're you know, a premiership contender. But then the next week we'd lose by 10 goals and it was sort of an up and down battle but now you sort of see um, consistency I think we had maybe two or three games this year where we were 
you know, a bit flat, or which happens with most teams this year, but the actual consistency of performance and his belief in us and sort of came to fruition a bit in terms of his, um, you know, bigger picture on what we see as a team. And um, as, as Dan said before, the expectations now there to go out and win and, and actually play some finals, which uh, we should have been this year, but uh, we'll look forward to next year. I love the way he dealt with the goal review. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, you got 60 seconds, yeah. and then we're not talking about it. It was uh, actually funny because we didn't really say a whole heap. We sort of just sat there and went, well, I think everyone sort of said something, and yeah. you know what the media's like over here, yeah. and you guys are obviously involved yeah. in it. There's a lot of chatter about it, yeah. and we just sort of said, well, it is what it is, and we're actually more frustrated that we're in that position that it came yeah. down to that, you know what I mean? And as I said before, we'd, we'd like to be you know, three or four weeks out knowing we're playing finals. It's just a matter of prepping for finals and actually getting there and playing. So uh, next year. Fantastic. Mate, again, appreciate you uh, popping in. Um, come down. If you want to see Rory, he's going to be here for a little bit longer. Um, come down and say hello and get an autograph. But uh, best of luck. Uh, have a great thanks, off-season. Well, and, uh, yeah, best of luck for no, next thanks year. Thanks for having me on, boys. Thanks, Rory. Appreciate that, mate. Rory Laird from the Adelaide Crows here on Saturdays in SA. Down here at Toolkit Depot, Seaford Meadows. Come down and say hello. We are powered by Lumo Energy SA Energy from Australian-owned company, that's Lumo SA, and City Discount Tyres, SUV Tyres, on now. After the news, men's, we're going to get your top five. Looking forward to that. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Bonds and men's down here filling in for the boys at Toolkit Depot Seaford Meadows. If you're just joining us, you just missed a fantastic chat with Rory Laird from the Adelaide Crows. How good was he, Mendes? Oh, it was a great chat. Very insightful about everything that's happened this year at the Crows. Um, and just interesting to chat with him about many things. He's not great on the tools, but uh, he's going to get down here at Toolkit Depot. <laughs> they could probably help him out a bit, it sounds like. Yeah, it definitely yep. does. Yeah, oh, that's great. Hey, now, it's time for your top five. We mentioned this earlier in the show. Um, you are going to name the most important players in the AFL that are still left in the finals. Yeah, so top, your top five players. Top five most important players, if their team is to go on and win the premiership, I've got five for you here, and I'd be very interested to hear if I've missed anyone or if I'm spot on with this. But is, is this in order, like from five to one? No, I'm going to go just, just five random. in general. Just because random. what I've done is I've got the five remaining teams, and I've picked the most important player from that team okay. if they are to win the premiership. So it might not necessarily be their most important player in their team, but over the next three weeks, weeks if they are to hold that premiership cup i think this player is going to have the biggest influence on their footy club all right let's go so let's start with the brisbane lions now there's a few players you could go here the obvious ones are their midfielders in Lockie neal or josh dunkley but after watching last week against port adelaide joe danaher for mine is arguably their most important player if he kicks straight which is a massive if. We all know that. (laughs) He did it last week. Yes, he did. The impact that has on that footy club is massive because I'll I'll put this to you as well. I play with Tom Hawkins. I play with Lance Franklin. When you have a key forward who is up and about kicking goals, the rest of your team walks taller. And when Joe Danaher is doing that, they walk taller. But also conversely, when he is spraying the ball, it's amazing what that does to the confidence of the rest of the team. So if he's up and about particularly next week in the prelim final, they will win. And if he's up and about in the grand final, taking marks, kicking goals, I think they're going to be hard to beat. 
Love it. So we'll go from there to Collingwood. Now, I had a couple of guys here against so many good players at the Pies. The two that stand out for mine, Darcy Moore is a massive one. We know that he just intercepts across halfback and gets a lot of their drive going. But the one I'm going to go is the one who gets their drive going the most in their team, and that is Nick Dacos. Now, we know he's been out for a while. He might win the Brownlow medal without playing the last month of footy. But since he went into the midfield, the way he breaks lines and gets through, and we know he uses the ball as well as anyone in the competition, if Nick Dacos dominates the next two weeks, they will win the premiership. Yep. I think it's as simple as that. If he comes does, out, does he play in the prelim? Yes, he there's does. Talk, there's talk of it that he will, yep. but... No, I think um, in, when, when they played their last game, the qualifying final, he mentioned, and the club mentioned, that he's ready to play the next final they need to play. So if they had a loss... He probably would have played this weekend. So that tells me he will be cherry ripe by next weekend, by the preliminary final. So if he plays and he goes in that midfield and he has your 25 or 30 and kicks a couple of goals, the thing he does is he breaks lines. It's so hard to do. There's not many players in each team that they can actually have players that do that. And so he is integral and important for them in the finals. Carlton, they are still alive. Now, Paddy Cripps is the obvious one. He's won the Brownlow medal. But after watching last night, the big one for mine is Sam Walsh. How good was we it? We haven't last seen night? the best of Sam Walsh this year. We haven't seen it for a couple of years, to be completely honest. But last night, 34 disposals, two goals. I believe that they can actually win it. They are on a roll now. Again, it's going to be hard to beat Brisbane at the Gabba. But if Sam Walsh is doing that, where he's kicking a couple of goals and having plus 30, they not only are good on the inside with Paddy Cripps and their balls on the inside, but it's Walsh on the outside. They've got Saab, we know, that breaks lines. You mentioned Hollands. But Sam Walsh, they've been missing that outside run. And I think he is huge for their chances to win it this year. And the work he did last night going back to yep. help out defence yep. and, and then ended up getting that handball out to a running player. Yes. He was, he was excellent. He was excellent. Uh, so that takes us to Port Adelaide. Now, there's a few players here that you could think of with Port Adelaide. Zach Butterjee has been outstanding. We know what Connor Rosie does. But it's Alira Lear for mine. Alia is their most important player. They gave up 130 points last week, 120 points last week. We know that their defense is, a, is one of their weaknesses. So Alia needs to play like the best key defender in the competition if the power are to do damage in this final series. So I think Alia has to be Port Adelaide's most important player. One team left, men's. And that is GWS, and it's Toby Green. There's, there's no point... Um, going or overthinking this one. Sam Taylor is so crucial for them. He does a job every single week. But Toby Green has kicked 61 goals this season. Again, that is unbelievable. It's not far off Kernow and Taylor Walker. And he's he's a medium-sized forward. And he gets up the ground. What he does in games and the way he influences games is unbelievable. It's, without doubt, he's in the best 10 and, if not, definitely the best five players in the competition. If they are to win the grand final, Toby Green will be the best player in this final series. Is he currently the best player in the AFL, Toby Green? Oh, he is the All Australian captain. Yep, it's a it's a it's a big call, but it's who's better. I mean, Dacos has been injured, so you probably take him out of that conversation. Lockie Neal has been very good, but yeah, I've got Green ahead of him at the moment. Brisbane's so well balanced across their team, and then I guess if you go to Carlton, you've got Cripps and Walsh, and you'd still take Green and Port Adelaide. Look, Butters is certainly making a case for it. Bondapelli probably still mine if I'm still having a pick right now. If I was to pick someone for grand final day, I'm probably taking Marcus Bondapelli. But Toby Green maybe comes in at number two. Yeah, he's a, an outstanding player. Who would have thought that three years ago when he was almost the most hated player? Rub, in the rubbed AFL. out for about seventy-five weeks as well, kicking <laughs> blokes. He's trying to take marks. He was, it, and it, 
the turnaround in in him, I guess it comes with maturity. It does, but uh, he's been he's he's one of my favourite footballers to watch. Uh, it, I, without a doubt, he is not. It also shows what some responsibility of the captaincy can do for players as well. It really gets them, brings out the best in them, and um, they are now a leader. They need to be really responsible for their team and lead from the front. And it's a great example of. I mean, Jordan Dawson's another example. We spoke with Rory Laird about him and. Dorso's got such a good temperament that you feel like he's one of those guys, if you give him that leadership role, he'll really grow into it beautifully. And we've seen that this year. So it is, um, people can change pretty quickly, but also sometimes they just need that extra bit to be able to come out and, and really evolutionize themselves. And we've seen that with Toby Green. Dan Menzel's top five players in the finals from each team. I'll go through them. From Brisbane, Joe Danaher. From Collingwood, Nick Dacos. From the Blues, Sam Walsh. From Port, Alir Alir. And from GWS, Toby Green. This is for their team to be able to win it. They That's need right. to be their most important player. So if you disagree with men's or you just want to add another name in there, you can do that. Oh, 0427 154 166. That is the text line. And uh, I'm going to check out Twitter poll too, men's. Um, who is closer to an AFL premiership? Get on Twitter at 1629 SENSA. It currently is still 51%, 49%. It's close. Port Adelaide are just in front That's, at the moment. It says a bit because there's hundreds of votes on that. So it shows how line ball it is between the Crows and the Power, which I agree with. I think that um, Port Adelaide's in a really nice position. We know their young midfield brigade is elite and arguably the best young midfield brigade in the competition. So that is to die for. But at the same time, what the Crows have done on their list demographic coming through the next couple of seasons is so exciting. And their offense, which was number one this year already, is only going to get better. Tex is still going to be around, but we know what their young stars up there are going to do. So it's exciting times for Crows and Port Adelaide. South Australian football is in a really good place when it comes to AFL for the next couple of years. Sam B uh, tweeted in, I'd like to say Adelaide, but reality, Port are only two wins away from winning one. Um, well, it's funny because one of the techs said, I'll text in tomorrow and let you know. That's, yeah, that, I feel like right. if they lose today, that person, Sam B, will be saying, it's Adelaide. <laughs> and uh, Barry Jones text in as well, um, tweeted in as well, Crows are nothing without Walker and Laird. Uh, they're the oldest two in the team. Yeah, I, again, I think that they've got some good young players coming through that are younger than what people probably think. So yes. they will develop over the coming seasons. Jordan Dawson's just going to take his game to another level again, I feel like. Um, there is a lot of young talent at the Crows as well. And we've seen a lot of sample this year, and their sample side, there's some really exciting kids. There is. Um, Braden Cook is one who's still only 20. Yep. Um, as he's mentioned, Sam Berry's only 20. Uh, there's a kid called Zach Taylor who's 19 or 18, and I think 19, I think, and he's uh, been injured this year, but he's he's a talented. Yeah, I like that Rory mentioned uh, Lockie Gallant as well because yes. um, key forwards take a bit longer, and it's hard to break into that forward line with Foggy, with Tex, with Thilthorpe. So Gallant's doing a few things and showing a few things. At sample level this year, he's proved that he's been far too good for that competition at times. So there is definitely a few that might take one or two more years to really grow into what they're going to be, but there is some real upside there. The most important thing, Dan, the it's, it's taken a while. Oh, it's open. It's taken a while, but the, the coffee van, the donut van is open. Get down here to... Toolkit Depot down here at Seaford Meadows. The grand opening today. It's all happening down here. Big crowd. Come and buy some tools and say g'day uh, to Dan Menzel, the great man sitting right next to me here. Um, after after this, Dan, we're going to speak a little bit about an NFL because we both like the NFL, but we're going to talk a little bit about that and maybe some other things uh, right here on Saturdays in SA. Oh!
City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Glorious morning down here at Toolkit Depot at Seaford Meadows. Bonds and men's filling in for the boys this morning. Men's uh, just got a text in from Adam. Loved our chat with Rory Laird. Uh, thanks for listening, Adam. Appreciate your interaction with the show. You can be part of it as well. 0427154166. He's a uh, screen printer at night too, Adam. Interesting. Uh, I... Does some fine work. Yeah, I just, uh, in the ad break, just lost my attention a little bit because I got a follow from Toolkit Depot on Instagram, actually. So there you uh, go. I will be getting around there. There's some interesting <laughs> stuff on there. And definitely either check them out online or come in down here at Seaford. Yes, um, be part of the show, 0427154166. And if our phone lines are working, you can give us a call, 1300 736 736. Now, men's uh, NFL season, I know you're big, you got your Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles top on today. Um, started last weekend. Yes. Uh, it was a big opening, wasn't it? There were some great cracking games. Yeah, huge opening. Uh, week one of the NFL. They do it so well over there in America, and it's the biggest sport in America. So, uh, week one, what I'm excited about, Bonds, is yes. my Eagles are currently on top of the NFL standings. They are the number one team in Enough the to NFL. Beat my blokes. Well, the other reason is they are the only, them and the Vikings are the only two teams that have played two matchups or two games so far because they played the Friday game. Or, so that was a Thursday night game over there, which was yesterday. So all the other games will be tomorrow or Monday morning, I should say, here in Adelaide or in South Australia. But um, look, there's some really good news out of the NFL and there was a couple of surprises but the sad news was Aaron Rodgers has gone from the Green Bay Packers to the New York Jets there has been all the hype about him in the offseason and the Jets they just needed a new quarterback that would actually be good they haven't been good for such a long time Hard Knocks they did a documentary on him they were the team they followed the hype was real and four plays later he tore his Achilles it's so sad for Jets fans they they were Absolutely, they'd be like Melbourne fans right now. They were demoralised after last week. They won the game and they were as flat as a fan base could ever be after winning a game. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, the hype pregame, I was watching this. You ran out with the flag. Ran out with the American flag. The crowd is going absolutely nuts. And four plays later, he's off with, yep. a, with a torn Achilles and won't play again this season. Yeah, it is. It's it's so disappointing. He's won the MVP a couple of times, so it's why they were so in on him and the New York Jets this year. But the Eagles, yep, they did get the job done over the Patriots, your Patriots, in week one. A couple of other teams of note to look out for. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they are going to be good. So they're a team yeah. that's going to not come from nowhere, but they will be one to look out for. The San Francisco 49ers, they won 30-7 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are the favourite to win it this year. Yeah. They have an incredible team, the 49ers, so they'll be one to look out for as well. And um, just another one, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they are the biggest team in America. They won 40 to nothing against the New York Giants. So the Cowboys fans in America down in Texas are up and about. They haven't won in a long time as well. So their fans are much like the New York Jets waiting for that success. So Cowboys are one to watch out for this season. They will be every chance to win the Super Bowl. Nothing bigger than the Cowboys in Texas. Uh, they've even got the biggest screen in, in their stadium, the biggest screen yes. in the it world. It goes nearly the whole... goes the whole length of the field. Yeah, it's, yep. it's incredible. I've been there. It's incredible. You can't actually look at the whole screen at once. Now, men, speaking about people being happy, unhappy, sort of okay, um, Brady Grundy 
How's he feeling this morning? Uh, he's probably the only happy Melbourne footballer at the moment. <laughs> I mean, look, he's able to move forward now with a bit of clarity. With It sounds like Sydney is the go, and it makes sense. Everyone knows that all parties involved that it didn't work. Melbourne might as well get something while they can from him to offload him to the Swans, and he will be the number one ruck at Let, Sydney. Let's have a listen to Jared and Robbo talking about Grundy going to Sydney. There is a certain scenario, I think unlikely, but there's a certain scenario in which Brodie Grundy is called up to play for Melbourne in a semi-final, mm. and there now seems a certain scenario he'll be where he's there. called to Sydney to play for the Swans <laughs> next, next year. year. So Port Adelaide have bowed out, I, I would yep. say, knowing that Grundy mm. is choosing the Swans. Yep. So if Grundy's at another club next year, if he gets a game this weekend, you reckon he's going to protect himself or save himself or not put himself in a position... He's going to give himself 100%, give 100% effort if he gets a game this week. And on the bigger picture, yes, he's going to the Sydney Swans. And he is what the Swans need, isn't it? They exactly. have a gaping hole at first round. They've got a couple of gaping holes, and they can pick up Ben McKay, and he's there in the mix for that. As we spoke about Monday night, two, two very big pickups. Interesting. Do you think, do you think Grundy's a really good fit for Sydney? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, so do I. They, they without a doubt, need that. And Sydney's young core, again, having been there, is is as good as anyone in the competition. They have, I mean, we know the likes of uh, Chad Warner through the middle. Errol Gordon, probably my favourite player in the wow. AFL. Um, they are stars. But then Isaac Heaney and Callum Mills are not old. They're probably 24, 25. They still Correct. plenty of life left. Nick Blake, he's a good player. They've got Paddy McCartan down back. They've got some good young forwards in Amarty and McLean. The Pat running through Pat the middle there. Hey, this is going to be a good team for a long time. They get someone like a Brodie Grundy back to his best. They will quickly launch back up that table. Mitch Cleary has also just tweeted that uh, Taylor Adams from Collingwood has done a hamstring that's quite bad. He might miss... The rest of the season. That's concerning. That's mm. disappointing for Taylor and, and for the Pies. Now, look, I think they have cover to be able to replace Taylor. And so I don't think it's one that you go, okay, they're not going to win the prelim now and winning it all. But it is sad. Now, when you hear a hamstring injury, it's not your ideal injury. They are. They, there's always going to be a bit of doubt there coming back. Do, if you come back, will you re-tear it? So we don't know the extent, but two weeks, yeah, I would say he's very much up against it to be right for the grand final if they make it. We are down here at Toolkit Depot, the grand opening of Toolkit Depot, Seaford Meadows, 13 to 15 Seaford Road. You can't miss it. There's a big crowd down here. There's a donut van where we're going to stuff our faces soon. Uh, but we'll be back to finish things off here and um, check our Twitter poll for the last time. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Dan Menzel and Paul Bonza here for you on a Saturday morning. It's glorious down here at Toolkit Depot, Seaford Meadows, the grand opening. And we're here for City Discount Tyres, SUV tyre deals on now. And we are powered by Lumo Energy SA. Energy from an Australian-owned company, that's Lumo SA. Now, men's we just got spoiled by young Lincoln, yes. who bought us some donuts. Yeah. How good. Unbelievable results. So thank you. Shout out to Lincoln. Uh, goodness, the donuts from the Vando out the front here of Toolkit Depot. So yep. they've got everything happening down here. Yeah, the donuts are flying out. And um, 
He's uh, he's on the back of GWS tonight too, Lincoln. He thinks they're going to beat Paul. Got some tickets inside too. Yeah. Um, so. There <laughs> you go. That's just for Lincoln. It's a big, big sound down here. It's at just Toolkit like Depo. any good Crows fan, go for the team that Port's playing against. I like it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it, look, if you missed the show, we're just wrapping up here. Rory Laird was with us. Uh, it was a great chat, wasn't it? it was Make a sure really you catch chat. that on the podcast. He was good. Oh, really interesting. Really insightful about their season and what's to come, where they're at as a club as well, which is great. Maria Maloney from AFLW Port Adelaide team. She joined us as well. And Gemma Barsby from the SA Scorpions. Their season starts next Friday as well. Um, we're going to check this Twitter poll one last time. Men's. It's we close. with a couple we, of minutes. We thought it would be. It's 50-50. It doesn't get any closer than that. Wow. The question we asked was, who is closer to an AFL premiership, Adelaide or Port Adelaide? And uh, it's 50-50 at the moment. And you can... Get on to Twitter or on X, whatever you like to call it, 1629 SENSA and cast your vote. Who is closer to winning an AFL premiership? I mean, I agree with that 50-50. I genuinely do. I don't want to sit on the fence, Bonds, but I think both the teams are in the next couple of years are in prime positions to be able to contend for the premiership. So it is exciting, like I said, for South Australian footy in the next coming years. Yes, um, a big prelim final tomorrow. Sturt taking on Adelaide. Who do you like? Uh, I think Kieran Strawn back in the ruck. I think Adelaide will win that, which will mean that we'll get some Adelaide Crows fans down to Adelaide Oval next Sunday for the well, grand that's, final. That's my next question. If Adelaide make the grand final against Glenelg, what's the, your estimated oh. crowd figure? Oh, okay. Um, so, is it low 20s? Okay. Mid-20s. If Sturt make the grand final? No, maybe a bit higher. A little bit higher. I, I think if Sturt make it, they'll get 35. 35? Yep. Wow. I, I was going to say... 35 there last year. North and North. North and North's pretty big, though. Yeah. Glenelg and Sturt. All right. I'm going to go high 20s if it's Glenelg and Sturt. 29. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. We will see. We'll see. And you can catch me and Bryce Gibbs tomorrow calling the game from 2.30. game starts at uh, just after 3. So join us. We'll be in the plaza there. Uh, thanks to Sam back in the studio for looking after us, as always. Craig, thank you for your time. Great and, job, guys. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's excellent. And uh, Lincoln, um, thanks again for the donuts, mate. They're awesome. Massive and day and for and power supporters. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. Dream big. Massive day for power supporters. Get down here to Toolkit Depot, Seaford Meadows. Thanks, everyone. Have a great Saturday.